The Fantasy Focus Football Podcast is presented by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. Fantasy, you're in the home 6010. A good morning, morning to you. December is upon us. Fantasy Focus Football Podcast, Field and Matthew, recapping all things that took place. In week 13, this week is not yet over. We're not totally done. We've still got one more game tonight between the Seahawks and the Vikings with plenty of playoff implications, not just in real football, but probably for you as well as this is the final game of the fantasy football regular season. Where did it all go? Where did the season go? It flew by. But somewhat, it did seem to, it was a bit quick. So what does somewhat mean? It somewhat flew by? Like in it's some somewhat, of your leagues it went by it, fast, and in some of them it didn't go fast? Not necessarily in, in my leagues, just in life in general, I feel like. There were times where it felt uh, a little bit of a drag. Okay, gotcha. Spending time honest. with me is a drag, but spending time with Starfania is sweet. I'm glad. I didn't want to say it out, 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 outright, but it's great that you were able to sort of pick up the messages that I was kind of like sending there. Yeah, that's okay. exactly right. Got it. Yeah, Field these, Yates, officially... Yeah, you're figuring out. In favor of Starfire. No, no, that's not true. Hang on, hang on, hang on. That's absolutely it. not true. That's 100% not true. You're misinterpreting what I'm saying. Okay. Because you were never starting ahead of Stefania. Oh, yeah. You can't. Okay, you can't gotcha. be benched for some for a job you never had. Gotcha. Stefania's okay. always been ahead of you. Gotcha. Okay. Good yeah, to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just no, my, no, my no. spot of the depth chart has been officially planted. We've got right, a busy show no. today and <laughs> a lot to get through. And I'm already salty because I have been Why are you benched. Salty? No, because I was benched without ever without ever actually starting. You knew that. Okay. I'm not actually salty. I just felt no, like giving the people something to work with going forward for the rest of the show. But you've had a good fantasy season, I feel like. Yeah, it has been a good fantasy season. I feel like in the the leagues in which you and I competed, and there's a number of them, I feel yeah. like you've done well. Oh uh, yeah, it's been it's been a good year. Been a good, good year. Pigskin Pickham's been okay. We'll see. Yeah. I, I honestly I don't remember how Red Zone went yesterday, but hopefully that worked out in my favor. Don't think it did. We'll yeah, find I think out. I think I did okay. There's a couple that I wish I had back. Um but I think I know you and I nailed the you and I were the only two that had Brady over Watson for passing yards. Did we win that Ste- one? We late? won that one. Okay. Stefania Stefania had uh, Stefania and Will took we Watson. We really shouldn't get that one. I mean, Brady got like what? It's all junk time. All it's all yards. Ca- it hey, counts. you know what? Junk yards, those count just the same. Fantasy news from the National Football League. This is the instant replay. All right, I know we're so, going to get to a bunch of stuff here, but I do. I will say I do love all the "Is Brady Done" headlines. Yeah, like, haven't we seen this for the last decade? Well, so here's the thing. First of all, yes. Second of all, <laughs> and again, things can change. Things can. No, nothing is guaranteed. As a matter yeah. of fact, I don't think they're going to win on Sunday against the Chiefs. But I will say this: at this time last year, were you more or less confident in the Patriots as a team than you are right now? No, you were less, right? Remember them last year? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, right. I mean, so anyways, anyways, just don't. I, I, like, I don't still stick think, a, don't stick a fork in someone until just, right. the season's over. And I just think everyone. I don't know. I just feel like we've seen this. Like whatever. I just remember, literally, I think it was five years ago. They had that Monday Night Football game against the Chiefs, where they just got blown out. And yeah. everyone was like, uh, Thursday Night Football, I think it was. I think, I thought Week it was one. A, thir- oh, no, I'm sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. Was, you're right. No, no, no. I'm going even further back. Yes. I'm going to that. We're on the Cincinnati. We're the on the, notorious- oh, the Right. The, the, we're on the Cincinnati game. Right. That was like four or five years ago. 2014, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. They won the Super Bowl that year. All right. There you have <laughs> it. I mean, they were two and two. I, yeah. Anyways, I'm with you Whatever. as well. Let's uh, like we'll, we'll waste Patriots more energy on that later fine. on if the Patriots actually do stumble either prior to getting the playoffs or in the playoffs. But let's begin, Matthew, with some Thanksgiving recaps because there were yeah. three games on that wonderful holiday. We hope everybody had a great day filled with lots of food. Um, the Lions are really down to uh, they are down to the studs right now, Daniel, in terms of the quarterback depth chart. David Blau filled in. Jeff Driscoll was placed on IR. The team added Kyle Slaughter from the Cardinals practice squad. But Who? Kyle Slaughter. Okay. Slaughter. Um, yeah. It's a uh, he was popular during the preseason. He's had okay. good preseasons in the past. He's got a nice following. Um, it's intriguing. In any event, you should... are you so you're saying you're not a Slaughter Otter? That's the name of his fan club. People that are no. big fans of Kyle Slaughter, they're the, they're the Slaughter Otters. I may have made that up. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> uh, we now have David Blau under center. We believe Matthew Stafford still didn't practice or play last week. It sounds like Matthew Stafford. May not play again this season. We'll find out. But for the meantime, Matthew, we got kind of three players that people are wondering about the value for. With Blau 
under center, presumably, yeah. uh, against the Vikings on Sunday. Bo Scarborough, Kenny Galladay, and Marvin Jones. Scarborough, I actually think, is less about the quarterback. It's more just about like his overall usage. Here's the good stuff. He's getting 20-plus carries a game. Here's the bad stuff. He doesn't catch passes. Like, That's right. He, he's sort of, I don't know, this reminds me of... He's a poor man, Sony Michelle. Okay. Yeah, wow. I'd say he's about the hat. He may be, he may actually, be Sony Michelle. Night, yeah. He may be Sony Michelle. If but, he was getting in the end zone, this would be a different story, correct? Yeah, of yes, course. I mean, look, are they he, getting in the end zone? Are they going to run it much with him at the end right. zone? Yeah, I just don't think it's, you yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, look, I, here's the thing. I don't think... I think Bo Scarborough is a hope he falls into the end zone flex the rest of the way. Right. Because to your point, he does he's not involved in the passing game. He's getting insane usage. He looks good. He looks the part, right? He looks solid. Here's the problem. Look at their upcoming schedule field. At Minnesota, that's a really tough run defense. Yeah. At Tampa Bay, that's yep. a pretty good run Home defense. Home to Tampa Bay, but still, yes. Oh, yeah, sorry, you're right. Home to Tampa Bay, but it's a it's a pretty good run defense. It's shown some leaks recently, but it's still it's still in the upper right. echelon yeah, of run defenses in the NFL at Denver. Don't like that. Yeah, that's not a great matchup. But then home to Green Bay if you in can week, play 17, week 17. Okay. Like, right. are you really starting him in the championship? Probably not. If you get to week 17, chances are you're doing it without the help of Bo Starborough. So, so then let's, let's leave it there because we, we both view him as like touchdown dependent flex play, assuming. But then again, the Lions could, you know, give Ty Johnson more work next week. Again, there are a lot of mitigating factors here. Let me ask you this question: David Johnson or Bo Scarborough? Rest of the well, way? one of them plays, so I would take the one that actually plays. Okay, literally Bo Scarborough. Bo Scar- literally Bo Scarborough over David Johnson. Uh, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, however, Galladay just keeps on chugging along. Right, this guy's awesome. Four catches for 158 yards and a touchdown. 25.8 fantasy points was the most by any player on Thanksgiving. Marvin Jones, three catches for 40 yards. He also found the end zone. Don't you kind of feel like these guys have stayed about where they were with Matthew Stafford since? All of the injuries, Jeff Driscoll and now David Blau starting. 100%. There's a couple of people, Cortland Sutton being another example yeah. of this, but there's a couple of people that are just sort of quarterback resistant, that, that are just sort of quarterback agnostic. Yeah. It doesn't matter who's throwing them the ball. They are too talented. They are too good that you just can't stop them. And so, by the way, I thought David Blau looked good on Thanksgiving. I mean, like, he yeah. came out like, you know, there were some inconsistent plays there, but like I think he obviously – significantly exceeded uh, expectations. He sure did. And because that game happened on national television, I forget who put this out on Twitter. I saw that somebody that I followed, so I apologize. This is my thought. But uh, I completely agree with this thought, which was, they're like, because of this game, David Blau is going to have a very nice career as a backup quarterback for a number of years in the NFL because of this one game. I saw that tweet as well. I'm was it Michael David Smith from Pro Football? It might have been Michael David Smith. I don't know. It wasn't me. It definitely wasn't me. But I thought, yeah, and I followed Michael, so it's very easily, it could have been him. But but I was just like, 100% right. Correct. He but, will find his way in this league, probably for a half dozen years, because of this performance today. Is like, just good enough to be a backup, right? Yeah. I mean, we saw it from Jeff Riscoll last year, right? I mean, he wasn't great filling in for Adelton, no. but he was good enough to probably find work. For a half a dozen and that's what years. that's what Jeff Driscoll has done. Congratulations, to, uh, Daniel Dopp, Secret Squirrel. Just your team finds guys that are good enough to hang around as backups for a few years in the NFL. That's the kind of developmental squad you have there in Detroit. That's right. Not only that, we know how to lose properly, Matthew Barry. I just want to make sure that you know that as well. Yeah, more yeah, of that congratulations. later. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but yeah. So I mean, I think whether and again, go back to that schedule: Minnesota, Tampa Bay, Denver, Green Bay. Only the Denver Broncos secondary scares you at all. Yeah. And so I think, and like you're not benching Kenny Galladay. Maybe you wanted to bench Marvin Jones in week 16. We'll see where we are in a couple of weeks. Okay, I sort of get it. But like, I think to the extent that you have Kenny Galladay or Marvin Jones, you've been counting on them this year, I think David Blau under center is just fine for your purposes. You just mentioned a couple of wide receivers that are quarterback agnostic. I thought you were going to say they're kind of quarterback proof. Is Josh Allen a quarterback? Same thing, right? Matchup just, no, 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 no. Agnostic's just a fancier word. No, I was, I, I was, I was applauding proof, you for yeah. not using the term I was going to use that Josh Allen is matchup proof. Josh Allen had a remarkable day on Thanksgiving. The Bills yeah. had a lot of fun, obviously, down there in Dallas, winning that game and celebrating that game. How about uh, them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Josh Allen, matchup proof now going forward? Yeah. And could his good buddy Cole Beasley become fantasy viable as a result of that? Beasley with the ultimate Revenge game, six catches for 110 yards and a touchdown, just two yards shy of tying his career high for yardage in a game, Matthew. Uh, but let's start with Allen, because Allen, 
We talk about quarterbacks with the ability to run yeah. the football. That matters a lot. He was on Josh the list. Allen. Yeah. Josh Allen runs the football a ton. 43 rush yards plus a rushing touchdown. 231 passing yards plus a passing touchdown. They're finding ways to not only improve him as a passer, but also uh, utilize him creatively as a runner. Five rushing touchdowns in his last five games. Eight straight games with over 17 fantasy points. Yeah, it's the it's the rushing ability that has kept his floor high. There's He's fun as hell to watch. He sure is. Like, take fantasy That's out of it for a second, right? Jar, but, that, yeah. that is not a swear. I Absolutely oh, I'm not. Sorry. Oh, it absolutely is a swear. It is absolutely not a swear. Is. I will... Look, here's what I will say. Look, I've I've bought into your little swear jar thing. Yeah. I've paid up. Yeah. But hell no am I that's saying that's a swear. That's, that's I'm absolutely not. That's, hell is not a swear. Hell's in the Bible. Four. Hell is in the Bible. There's a lot of words in the Bible. That doesn't yeah. mean that you're allowed Thirsty to say Kyle, throw it up on the po- I'm absolutely not. That is not a swear word. Well, you already Because bucks. I will tell you why. I, I will. Uh, here's my. Here's. I can't wait to babysit you your children and just the, teach yeah. them all of these I non-swear know. words. Seriously, I I would not punish any of my kids for using the word hell. Wow, that's six bucks. I would not. Dude, seriously. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna buy Chipotle. I'm gonna buy Chipotle. Chipotle. With all this money, that's a swear word. <laughs> that's <laughs> a swear word right there. It's a much dirtier word than than. No, I'm absolutely. I want to pull on this one as well. That is absolutely not a swear word. H e double hockey sticks. Simple enough, right? Or oh my H god, asterisk right. C K. Right. You can you say that. You guys are insane. Wow. I'm just saying Drop what, what, what Mama Dop would say right now. I mean, yep. hey, if you right. want, ask Mama Dop, she's the arbiter. She, it, she, she is the arbiter. So I, all ask I'm saying dot, is, dot Mama. That, here, here's what I would say. It's a it's a swear. It's absolutely not a swear word because I can tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because there are certain words that if I said on ESPN, I would be fired immediately. And I can say hell as much as I want on ESPN. And no one is going to say boo to me. Yeah. Absolutely not. Do you have a 10 buck? Do you have 10 bucks? I'm not, I'm not paying it because that's not a swear word. I can make change. I've got a bunch of singles. I actually donated. I'm literally not. Absolutely not. I went to the bank this weekend. This is not a swear word. To cash out the the Venmo that Matthew had sent me. Yep. You owe seven bucks. But I can make change. I've got three singles in there. I'm not paying it. I refuse well, to pay. We'll it. see whatever the poll says. Whatever yeah. the poll says is what we'll go with. No. If anything over twenty five percent yes means it's a clear. That, that's yes. absolutely clear. not very yeah, clear. Like this Boy Scout act of yours is, is it's a little it's it's um it's changed my life. Anyways, Josh, how Allen. does it change your life? Because <laughs> I don't swear anymore. How is it? Hang on though. I understand you feel better about yourself. Yeah. I understand that, and it's something he's making Chapin the world a better this? place. It's Chapin, Chapin, Chapin's doing it as well. Yeah. Chapin's doing it as well. And she bought in. That woman loves you. Yeah. I got to tell you something. Well, I love that you too. woman. I know you do, but I'm just telling you that woman loves you. Yeah. Well, God bless Chapin yeah. Duke. Yeah. The former Ch- Chapin Duke. She I should loves say. the heck out of me. Yeah. yeah. I. That woman loves you. She truly does. Yeah. I. Oh, shucks, you're right. I, See but, how simple it is. <laughs> and you know what? She doesn't give a fudge what you think. Not a fudge. <laughs> I'm sure this is, is so simple. I, that I am sure. That I am. That finally something we agree on. I, yeah. I'm sure that Chapin does not care one lick what I think. But I will tell you this: going back to Cole Beasley, which I think is what we were talking. What we were talking about Josh Allen. Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Yeah, That's fine. I'll try to get this back on track. Heck of a quarterback. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like this Boy Scout act is just. It's a little much. It's a little much. It's not an act. It's and I act. know. I mean, but it's, it's, pure it's a little much. A yeah, a little much. It's a little much. Sorry, little I want to make. You know what? I want to make the world a better place. Yeah, but you how does it change your life? I'm just curious. Like you've had you have a pretty good life. Yeah. You have a pretty good life. You're yeah. truly blessed. God bless you. Okay, but you I'm just saying what? like from okay. the time I'm dead serious. Closing, how does this change your life? Closing word on this cuz we have to talk about football. Is that this is not about me and my life. This is about setting an example for other people. I wish I aspire to one day be a father and I want to raise a household where my children do not live under the the guidance that you know so it swear away like you can impact people's way in a positive and a negative way i think there's something to be said for being a good role model secret squirrel make a make a note to never introduce field to my kids yeah that's fair i think <laughs> that's a good idea for you <laughs> and just my uh yeah you would not like my kids uh my teenagers um uh my t- teenagers have potty mouths uh all right so anyway uh my teenage boys have potty mouths what can i say uh, all right so josh allen back to josh allen yeah there's no question. He's been matchup proof. Josh Allen's been nothing short of terrific. First off, he has, he has, I'm not going to say an elite wide receiver, but he has a pretty good wide receiver in John Brown. Yep. Yep. Uh, Beasley's been terrific. Beasley's been terrific so far this year. Uh, they have a nice running game. Singletary's a good pass catcher to the backfield. They, they run the ball enough. They play good enough defense. Josh Allen is dynamic enough 
But yeah, it's it's one of those sort of by hook or by crook. I think we have enough of a sample size, whether it, again, we sort of talked about him as a sleeper coming to the preseason here. This is a guy that from week 12 last year through the end of last year was the number one quarterback in fantasy. Right. He just figures out a way. He figures out a way. He figures and, out a way. And I just, I don't think he, I don't think it's fluky, I guess is what I would say. It's like you've seen the improvements in accuracy, in decision making, and credit the Buffalo Bills coaching staff that have found an offense that fits his skill set. Coaching is ultimately about highlighting a player's strengths and maximizing them as opposed to frowning upon what the player can't do. The Bills are doing an awesome job with that right now with Josh Allen, and it's been because, in part, that his wide receivers have been really good, Matthew, which leads us to Cole Beasley, who, would you say that nine fantasy points is sufficient for a flex play? Like, right, it's not yeah. perfect, but it's sufficient, right? Like, right. it's not going to crush you can live your with it. Yeah. Cole yeah. Beasley has nine or more fantasy points in 10 of his 12 games this season, but he's been better of late. He has a touchdown reception in five of his past seven games. He is unquestionably on the flex radar right now in a deeper league especially, and I get it. He probably is rostered already in most deeper leagues, but I'm in there in the idea. Like I think the volume is enough. Josh Allen's advancement as a passer is enough. And like Beasley's talent is enough to believe that he can be like a borderline top 40 wide receiver most weeks in terms of our rankings. Yeah, the weird part about Cole Beasley is, as you see there on your screen, for those of you watching live that watch on our our Twitter stream or the ESPN YouTube channel, the Facebook, the ESPN Fantasy Facebook page, or on the ESPN app, there's a little graphic there underneath my face right now that says Cole Beasley has a touchdown in five of the last seven games. I mean, that's the most fascinating part of this, I think, field, is not just his his sort of PPR usage, which has always been a little bit part of his game. Is right? He's always decided those those slot routes, those underneath routes. Is just yeah. you know you look up and he's four for forty or whatever. But the fact that they've been using him in the red zone, the fact that he's been scoring so much, which is impressive, and just uh, you know a credit again to the Buffalo Bills coaching, coaching staff because I don't think anyone ever thought of Cole Beasley as a touchdown scorer, but he's scoring enough. He has enough touchdown equity that yes, very viable flex play going forward. Let's move what's, his, what's his roster ship percentage? Twenty four percent. Yeah, so he, he'll be on the waiver wire column tomorrow. So. He's been on the column a bunch this season. We'll keep rolling him out there until he gets the Devontae Parker treatment. Another Devontae, Devontae Freeman, returned to action on Thursday night for the Falcons. A weird game that was. They Whew. really the highlight for the Falcons was Young Way Koo's a late um, onside kicks. Two two successful onside kicks. Three. One was called back by penalty, well, sure, but right. Yeah. I mean, but two successful re- that actually stood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, the Falcons recovered three fump- onside Amazing. kicks in a row. Yeah. And I thought the penalty was a. I thought it was a BS penalty. No, I didn't think he was is offside. He the best onside kicker in the NFL. Yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah, I mean, he certainly he created. was unbelievable. He was he was so so as a field goal kicker. Yeah. But uh, as an onside kicker, he was unbelievable. And I think people forget, especially if you didn't watch that game, people because they remind you that they're in the game, but he sort of came to prominence because he made all these trick shots on YouTube. Right, yeah. You know, and just they, unbelie- they used that video earlier on in the right, game, yes, way exactly. before we were even wondering about you know the possibility of onside kicks. In any event, Devontae Freeman did return to the lineup. He missed a few games there uh, because of injury, Matthew. 17 carries for 51 yards plus four catches for 13 yards. Devontae Freeman is a player who has plenty of pedigree. He was once a fantasy superstar. Is he even a must-start anymore? Is this guy really just a matchup play? He's a matchup play, and I think he's going to be a matchup play this week against Carolina. The Panthers run oh, defense. Phenomenal matchup. Right. I mean, you just saw what my Redskins did to them. They lost on Tari Poe. They've, lost, they've had a lot of injuries Correct. to that defensive line there in Carolina. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a great matchup for Freeman. This week, they're at San Francisco in Week 15. I certainly don't love that, yep. but they're the home to Jacksonville in Week 16, and the Jags you can run on Jacksonville these days. And so weird season in Jacksonville. It's been a dude. It's been such a weird year in Jacksonville. We'll get to that in a second. Your boy Gardner Minshew coming back. <laughs> I need a ruling on whether or not I win that board bet because Field and I made a board bet that Nick Foles. Whether who would be the when Nick Foles came back, who would be the starting quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, and let's, let's I sort of, question. I sort of, I sort of assumed I lost that because. Doug Marone, you know, said, hey, Nick Foles is going to be our guy. But then Nick Foles sort of imploded, you know, and there's a chance Gardner, if Gardner Minshew is named the starter for next week, do I win this board bet? So here's my initial thought. We're going to, we're going to table this conversation for tomorrow because I believe the board bet, and Keith can tell us tomorrow, is when Nick Foles is healthy, will he return as the starter for this team? And when he was healthy, then he did come back as the starter. But he's now healthy. He's still healthy. No, He's no longer the starter. Again. And he came back as the starter. Yeah, upon return, 
So once he returned, he did take over that job. They did not leave it with Gardner Minshew. Yeah. So I think that's... Already been, and by the way, this one has already been vetted out. Like, it's done. It's We already have declared me victor wow. in this circumstance. Right, you, I mean, the logistics of the law. What do you want me to say? I don't know. I don't know. I just feels like Field is hella angry about this. Wow. I don't he think... Eh, I don't think... Uh, hella. You know what? I you can't... Kinda, you know I what? I think the, that, that actually... That might change the game a little bit. I'm, I'm with you. I'm good with it. I'm good <laughs> with it. That is variations. Yeah. Um, all righty. All right. So Devontae Freeman, we do believe, is a matchup-dependent flex play. flex play. This upcoming week, though, is a very good one. As you mentioned, the Carolina run defense so, so bad right now. We're going to talk about a bunch of running but backs. But the Falcons' offenses as a whole is just like... Yeah, most disappointing team maybe yeah. in the NFL this season. I mean, I mean, they're right up there, at least, obviously. I mean, do, how do you feel about Matt Ryan going forward? Like, I feel like Matt Ryan, same thing. It's kind of... Matchup dependent. Well, there's I th- I think two and a half good matchups there. I think Carolina, uh, Jacksonville, and Tampa Bay make that like either three or two and a half. If you're not, I, I think Carolina's yeah. fine. I don't think it's terrible or amazing. Yeah. But you like Jacksonville. You like yeah. weirdly enough, you like Jacksonville and you like Tampa Bay. Obviously, not Carol, not San Francisco. So I think that Ryan's going to be like a top twelve play in those three weeks, ish. and then a bench top play in ish. Yeah. And then you're going to bench him against San Francisco. So if you're riding him uh, as your quarterback, then you know you might be um, considering some players that might bring you some Fitz magic in your lineup going forward. We'll talk about that later on in the week. Before we talk about running back conversations, Daniel Dopp is going to give us a live read. That's right. Fantasy Focus Football is brought to you by ADT Field. So here's the question. What does real protection mean for our listeners? I don't know. You can get all I the latest. Ideas. Oh, do you? Yeah. All right. Well, for our single listeners, at least. Sure, that's fair. That's fair. Single or family listeners, Matthew Barry, you can get all the latest innovation in smart home security from ADT, combined with twenty four seven monitoring from the most trusted name in home security. You get a team of professionals designing and installing a secure smart home just for you. You get eighteen thousand employees safeguarding you and your family with connection to first responders. You get the nation's number one smart home security provider. You get a secure smart home with everything from video doorbells, indoor and outdoor cameras, smart locks and lights, controlled from the ADT app or the sound of your voice. You can get a professionally monitored carbon monoxide and smoke detectors. You get system custom designed to fit your home and you get safety on the go, either in the car or when your kids are at school, with the ADT Go app with an SOS button. That is from ADT. Please support them because they support us. Field, I'm going to throw it back to you so we can talk about some running backs. Let's do that. Let's do that, Daniel. We'll begin in Washington, where the Redskins have a winning streak. That's right. The Redskins have won back-to-back games. What's up is down, or I don't even know. What's left is right. It's, it's a awful. weird world. The whole thing's awful. Okay, the Redskins now have played their way out of the number one pick conversation. We Things can't even tank, right? Can't even tank, right? Uh, anyways. And here's what's awful. Here's what's awful. And I know you want to get to Darius Geis, and we'll talk about it in one second. But I just want to say to all my fellow Redskins fans out there, here's what's awful. We were on a path. We had a path to the top overall pick, or at least a top two pick, we are on a path to getting Bruce Allen fired. And now, because we've beaten a couple of backup quarterbacks by an average of like four points, like we barely beat Jeff Driscoll, we barely beat Kyle Allen, uh, you know, we barely beat Josh Rosen. <laughs> so now all of a sudden people are like, oh yeah, see, we're close. We're good. We just needed to get Darius Geis healthy. Defense is playing better. Haskins is rounding into form. And we're going to be stuck with Bruce Allen for another five or six years. And it's going to be awful. Hashtag fire Bruce Allen. I cannot stress this enough because from what I understand, they are at least aware that Mr. Snyder is at least aware about the fire Bruce Allen movement that's going on. So I'm asking everyone to continue that because otherwise we're going to be stuck in this stupid mediocrity forever. Because the team is not close. They're not close at all. They're not even close to being close. They're they, I mean, like, like the fact that they somehow beat Carolina. They've beaten three backup quarterbacks. Barely. It's unbelievable. Their defense is playing better, though. I will give them credit. They do have a winning streak as it's well. Unreal. And Darius Geis is playing well when he gets his opportunities. He had 10 carries for 129 yards. And My two right touchdowns or die. Yesterday. 
uh, and two catches for eight yards for your ride or die, who uh, for the 2018 season, obviously the injury halted that opportunity. But ride or die is never die. Field. Okay, there you go. He did not die. He just continues to ride. Are we buying this, though, Matthew? 10 for 129. He was averaging 2.7 yards per carry prior to that game yesterday. And Adrian Peterson also had 13 carries for 99 yards and a touchdown. Is this anything more than an encouraging sign for Redskins fans, or is there real fantasy value here? I think there's some real fantasy value okay. here. Now, I think it is mitigated by Adrian Peterson's presence here, but this is a team that wants to run the ball. They want to protect Dwayne Haskins. It is it is sort of Bill Callahan's mantra, right? Establish the run and all jokes that come along with that. But yes, you know, and and, and the quote about well, the more the run, you, the more you run the ball, the 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 better your chances are of winning, or you know, that it finds your winning, you know, whatever. Chicken versus egg, I, the type chicken thing. versus egg kind of thing. But regardless, this is a team that does want to run the ball, that they want running the ball to be their offensive identity, at least for the rest of the season. And so what you've seen now is that Darius Geis, I think people finally see sort of why this guy was my ride or die, right? You finally see the talent, the reason why this guy was uh, so highly thought of coming out of LSU in college. You sort of, you see the explosiveness. You've seen some of the passing game usage. You've seen sort of the downhill, tough running ability of Darius Geis, and so my expectation is is that this performance earns him more playing time. Do I think Adrian Peterson's going away? Obviously, I don't. But do I think in the next game when they play Green Bay this week, do I think it's 65-35 in favor of Darius Geis? Do I think it's 60-40? I do, and I think there's going to be running enough, or at least trying to run enough, that I think he has viable flex potential and then you think about their upcoming schedule so after green bay philadelphia the giants and the cowboys so you certainly love them against the giants i don't think the phillies are as scary run defensively as they were i'm sorry the eagles game yeah so i think you can run on green bay as well and so yeah look i mean the scoring opportunity is going to be capped just because of what that offense is and peterson is around but do i think there's some viable flex potential there Sure, because he has that big playability. We've seen it now for two weeks in a row. Same division here, Philadelphia. Who, you disagree with any of that? Uh, no, I think he's a viable flex, but I don't see as much upside. I think that yesterday was probably uh, decisively his best performance of the season. Very bad run defense they faced yesterday, and still Peterson I, but, is the starter. And the you know I don't think that's going to change for the rest of the year. I, one thing you said right there, I will say I agree with you there that we have, that his that will be his best performance of the year. That was his best matchup he's going to see all year. I hundred percent agree. And yes, Peterson's around. I guess my only argument would be that I think the roles have flipped. That I, yeah, I think I, that that would be my take is that I think I don't think so. No, well, I, I, we've talked about this a lot. Yeah. Like Peterson's the leader of that locker room. He is. So I, I, I don't know how you can turn around, especially after back-to-back wins where he's contributed. I don't. I don't think they're going to be like you know something. We're going to reverse your workload. He was proud oh. of him, obviously, but I think it's still AD's going to play a big role. Peterson is not going anywhere. I I hundred percent agree. He's not going to the bench. But I'm just saying, if it was sixty forty Peterson guys prior to this, I would argue that I think going forward it might be sixty forty the other way. That might make too much sense for the Redskins to do. To be honest with you. That's a that's the best argument you have is that uh, that's probably what they should do, which means they won't. Right. Fair. That's fair. You know what? I don't have a counter to that. Uh, Miles Sanders had his opportunity in an excellent matchup against the Dolphins without Jordan Howard, who still has not yet been cleared with uh, for contact because of a shoulder injury. And given that he's missed multiple games now, I don't know that we can say definitively what the timeline is. Uh, makes uh, Sanders makes good in the day. Seventeen for eighty three plus five catches for twenty two yards and a touchdown. 21.5 fantasy points till Jordan Howard returns. When you look at the matchup, Giants, Redskins, Cowboys, and Giants again coming up for the Eagles. Is Sanders a top 15 running back, top 20 running back? What kind top of value? 20. Top 20? Yeah. Top 20. And they still want to mix, you know, Jay and some of the other guys in there. It's like, so it was encouraging. Yeah. Miles Sanders did what a good running back should do against Miami, right. which is he crushed. And the the schedule gets a lot easier. And I'm, I'm bullish on the entire Eagles offense just in general. Like I think if you've managed to survive to this point with Carson Wentz as your guy, like you feel good going forward, right? It was nice to see getting Alshon Jeffrey back, getting Nelson Aguilar back, having Zach Ertz out there, even if it was on half a hamstring, right. limping around, but just ha- having his presence on the field and, and Goddard and, and, and having a pass catching running back on the field for the majority of the snaps as opposed to Jordan Howard is not nearly as valuable in the passing game. It was nice to see. So Carson Wentz has a big fantasy game here. And then, again, as we talked about, Giants, Redskins, Cowboys, Giants, again, that's a pretty good schedule. So I think you feel pretty good about this. But 
and who knows when or if Jordan Howard's coming back. We we sort of talked about this when Jay Ajayi got signed. I think the point that I made was like, you don't sign Jay Ajayi to replace Darren Sproles. Like, I think the only reason they're signing Jay Ajayi is that Jordan Howard injury might be more serious than we think it is, and we haven't seen him since. Right. So uh, my expectation here is because of his passing game usage and because of the upcoming matchups, I think he is, yeah, very much a viable top 20 running back the rest of the way. Still a little nervous because I still we still haven't seen that consistency from Miles Sanders. He had a nice game against Miami. Let's see him do it again. Let's see him do it on some against some better competition. Understanding though that with four weeks left, we can sort of look at each week as an important snapshot for next week. We anticipate sure. him being a top twenty play, hundred percent against the Giants. One more backfield here, and it's just getting crazier and crazier in San Francisco. Eye test tells us that the best running back on the roster right now, most effective, is Raheem Mostert. If you look at his yards per carry, if you look at how powerfully he runs and decisively he runs. He looks like a superior runner to Tevin Coleman, who over the past three games is averaging just 2.1 yards per carry. Mostert got 19 carries for 46 yards and a touchdown. It's really tough here, though, Matthew, because there are multiple complicating factors. One, Tevin Coleman is still a starter. Two, Matt Breida is likely to return next week for the 49ers when they go to New Orleans to play the Saints. Mostert is an important player for them on special teams, one of the best special teams players in the NFL. They may nay, they may not want to, all things being equal, commit to him as a full-time running back. What, I mean, who, if anybody, is even startable in this 49ers backfield? Yeah, so I think that's a great point. So Tevin Coleman made the hate list coming into this week, and yeah. this is what I wrote about Tevin Coleman prior to this game uh, that he played against the Ravens where he did nothing, right? So... Since that four-touchdown game in Week 8, Tevin Coleman just running back 35 on a points-per-game basis. He's averaging less than 10, right? And so you think about uh, Tevin Coleman, who hasn't gotten more than 12 carries in a game since Week 7. So you're hoping for some passing game usage. And so we're actually we're going to tackle this subject on the Fantasy Show on ESPN Plus coming up later today. We were, I was having a call this morning with my producers, and we were talking through it, and they asked me the same question you just did. Okay. Which is, you know, does this mean Raheem Mostert is now the guy you want in San Francisco? And I said, I think Raheem Mostert's game is more about the continued lessening of Tevin Coleman's value than it is about you've got to go out, grab Raheem Mostert, and start him no matter what. Because I think it's just, here's what I believe. I believe the 49ers will continue to run the ball effectively throughout the year. I think that Raheem Mostert will have at least one more really good fantasy game. But I bet you Tevin Coleman does as well, and I bet you Matt Breida does as well. And you just every you know every game, it's just sort of a mix and match. And we have seen this from Kyle Shanahan before. We have seen this from his father, Mike Shanahan, who is obviously who Mike Shanahan is a great offensive coach. And we you know we we've joked about a Mike Shanahan running back, but it's it's a little similar to Kyle, not as bad. But I think the 49ers have done a very good job at finding and developing running backs that they've gotten production in different ways out of Coleman, out of Brita, out of Mostert, out of Jeff Wilson Jr., and that that our stupid fantasy needs don't matter to the 49ers who are trying to win games, and Kyle Shanahan's going to call the plays he wants and have the running backs out there that are running well, that are, that are doing well. So for me, it's one of those things where you're just like, hats off to John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan and the organization for having that many talented running backs, but for our purposes, it's sort of like, there goes that, like, if I was writing the free agent finds column, I would have Raheem Mostert in there, right? But I would also be like, uh, good well, luck knowing it. when to deploy him. Yes, basically what I said was, I'm adding Raheem Mostert. He might sit on my bench next week if a world exists where over the last four games of the season, it becomes clear he's the guy who could be a really useful piece in 100%. week 16 or 17, given how effectively the 49ers run the ball. We're going to talk more about some confusing running back by committee situations, at least confusing for fantasy football purposes. But first, Matthew, you have a word from our friends at SeatGeek. Field, do you ever feel like ticketing websites make getting to the event difficult on purpose? No, but I do that for ticketing websites. Okay, what did I say? Ticketing. 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 Which is another dollar in the swear jar. That is not a swear either. Now you're just making stuff up. If I was trying to get a tacket for the Bengals game, right? where do you think I would go, Matthew Berry? Uh, I think you would go Siat Geek. Okay, that's. <laughs> we should just we should just dump this whole bit right now. No, and just right back the, is, do you think the ad sales execs are excited about this? <laughs> no, do you think they're going to clip this one for our friends at SeatGeek? God, the guys are doing a great job. 
pushing the product. <laughs> FYI. FYI. I would like to do a um, – can we do a here, – here's a question. I would like to do this. Okay. Can we do a se- – we probably should do it taped. We should do this taped. Mm, okay. Uh, but I could just go through all the words – uh, and Field can tell me whether they're a swear word or not. Oh, sure. Yeah, good idea. And just we'll go through every single word, and you just tell me whether you think it's a swear word or not, because clearly you and I have different ideas of what swear words are. Well, I think there's a pretty clear, I think it's pretty clear and obvious that the word that Matthew was saying earlier, I actually said it seven or eight times, was a swear. It is so not a swear. Well, can we I will go to my grave on that one. Here, look, you and I disagree about that, but one thing we can agree on, there Field Gates. There you go. Is that ticketing websites make getting to the event difficult on purpose. It's as if they're so big, they can get away with not caring about the customer experience. So what if their site's annoying and doesn't have the events you want? Hell, low, status quo. The real question is how easy could it be if those ticketing sites actually cared? Well, with millions of live event tickets and a price match guarantee, SeatGeek proves there's a better way. Search sports, live music, comedy, and more. SeatGeek has the tickets you're looking for all, all in one place. In an industry that tends to stagnate, SeatGeek decided to stand out from the crowd. Field, they, they built the fastest way to find tickets. So, so you, yes, you, Field Yates, can personally stop searching for the perfect seat and start enjoying it. When you and Chapin want to have date night, why not go to SeatGeek? Because SeatGeek pulls together millions of tickets from all over the web. Then it rates each deal on a scale of 1 to 10. Finally, SeatGeek displays them on an interactive seat map. Everyone loves the interactive seat map, including me. It's actually very helpful. What they do is they break down the details. Green dots mean good deals. Red dots are overpriced. Every purchase fully guaranteed. So you can shop for tickets with confidence. SeatGeek's going to give you, get this, this is important, folks. SeatGeek's going to give you $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. That's right. You may listen to other podcasts, and they may have dumb promo codes, but don't listen. To th- don't use their promo codes. Oh, no, 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 no. I will come get you. I will come swear at you. If you use somebody else's promo code, you need to use our promo code, which is FFF. So here's what you do. You download the SeatGeek app today. You use the promo code FFF, and you get $10 off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code FFF. For $10 off on your first purchase, Daniel Dopp. You know, I just want to say this really quickly. I just got a text message. You'll never guess who I got a text message from, Matthew Barry. Who'd you get a text message from? Ad sales? From Beth Barry. From, I don't believe that to be true. Says, hi, if you see Matthew, and I'd like to pause right there. <laughs> does she not know what we do every single morning, every she day of the football season? She absolutely but does I not. I can't wait. What's, what's the payoff? I, I, bet, I bet you I know what it is, but I'm not going to ruin it. I bet you I know what it is. Hi, if you see Matthew, let him know he left his phone in the bathroom. <laughs> Thanks and stay warm. <laughs> what, what was the last part? Thanks and stay warm. Thanks. Uh, that's my wife. Thank She's you very so much. sweet. She's so she sweet. She's very sweet. I knew I left my ba- I knew I left my phone, phone somewhere. I knew I left my phone somewhere. I just wasn't sure where. Yeah. I told Field that when I walked in this Which, morning. You don't have your phone at all? No. I thought you said you went home to go get it. No, 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 no. I was searching around for it, and then eventually I was just like, oh, "I'm running so late. I just screw it. I'll find. I'm, I'm hoping it's somewhere in the car." It just we had a we had a kind of a crazy this morning. morning this morning. So listen, so basically, so one of my daughters has two broken arms. We know that, right? Still, so she can't. Yes. Still. How yes. long are we going to hold on to this I mean, thing, Matthew? Yeah, for a while, actually. <laughs> so, so one of my daughters, obviously, she still has the two broken arms, and so as a result, normally. What happens in a normal morning, what prior to the broken arms, was that while I was getting ready for the day, my wife was getting the girls ready for school, got them on the bus, the whole thing. Uh, the daughter with the broken arms uh, du- can't ride the bus. Too much bouncing around, everything like that. They don't have seatbelts, sort of thing. So in essence, basically, I get one daughter ready for school while my wife gets the broken arm girl ready for school. I don't use their names, by the way. I try not to. I'm trying to. I've chosen a public life. I've said this before, but just right. in case anyone's curious, I've chosen a public, li- public life. Yeah. You, know, you know your names. Like if you did, we, we would make you oh, pay fair. Us that's fair. Yeah. I was yeah. like, my daughter's names are not swears. Anyway, so anyway, the, which were. is why if you follow me on Instagram, which is why like I try to post pictures of them, but I don't. Their fl- their faces are usually blurred or or turned away from the camera or they're from long away. Like I anyway, I've chosen a public life. They have not. Um, at any rate, so so but we had. Massive snow here in the beautiful Bristol, Connecticut area, both last night and this morning, and so there were school delays. And anyway, it was just a it was a crazy morning. It was a crazy morning, and I had uh, I had I, what, what are you guys laughing at? What 
No, no, no. You can't. No, no, no. What's going on? <laughs> Nothing. We'll talk about it after the podcast. That's right. <laughs> you didn't explain why you left your phone in the toilet, though. <laughs> Uh, the toilet in the in the, in the bathroom. Like well, we're all reading between the lines. Yeah. We know what in the bathroom means. I, it's okay. I like that you think I use my phone for that. And there's other technology yep. available. No, listen. Um, yeah, no. I uh, I think I I think I actually had it uh, when I got out of the shower to sort of check the time, right, and everything like that. Like you're you don't ever around. need to mention getting out of the shower. Nobody listening to this podcast needs that m- mental image in their head. Let's just keep talking about the Kansas City running backs. We do that. Should we? Should we? That seemed like a good idea. Yeah. All right, we got to pick things up and get back to football. We'll stay in serious for the rest of the show. Maybe. No, we're not. Maybe. Maybe. I said maybe. <laughs> well, how am I doing on that poll, by the way? How not well. Thirsty Kyle. 25% is pretty close. 25% is what? That 25% actually say it's a swear right now. 75% so. say it's a swear? No. 20, no, 25% say it's a swear, which is the benchmark that we had Wait, set. For whether we're not, no, 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 no. It's line. a majority here. This is a majority rule. 25% thing. majority say it's a swear. Feel, you know who else says it's a swear? LaShawn McCoy. Yep. And LaShawn McCoy is the Chiefs running back that led the team in terms of first half snap share yesterday. He had 15. Darrell Williams had 14. Darwin Thompson had three. In the I, would, second, I would love to talk about some of LaShawn McCoy's behavior. In any event, LaShawn McCoy yesterday did have a receiving touchdown. We actually had a board bet on national TV yesterday, which I'm sure you will try to undercut the merits of that board bet. We did a LaShawn McCoy versus Darrell Williams board bet yesterday. LaShawn McCoy got me... That win, but McCoy yesterday had a pretty reasonable game, including a receiving touchdown. Damian Williams didn't play. Daryl Williams got hurt during this game after his own receiving touchdown, Correct. which opened up the door to Darwin Thompson playing eleven. Actually, had a excuse me, had eleven rushing yards, rushing attempts. It will be good to be able to speak if you do a podcast for a living. He had eleven rushing attempts for forty-four yards. And a touchdown, Matthew. Is it a clear cut? LaShawn McCoy is the guy you want. Has Darwin Thompson's door been open? Um, is this entire backfield a stay away? Where are we at with the Chiefs running back situation right now? It's a good question. I will say that uh, I, I think we don't know the answer to that. Honestly, just, you know, like, because we don't know the health of Damian or Darrell Williams. Yeah, it's ribs for Damian Williams. Darrell Williams left the game yesterday, lower body looked, injury. Don't know a whole lot more than it that. It bad. It did. Right, but, but my point is, is like, we know what the injuries are. We don't know what their status is for next week. Correct. I'm just giving people the information. Yeah. yeah. So what I would say is I would pick up Darwin Thompson. You know, yeah. it, listen, LaShawn McCoy did not look good yesterday. So, you know, he, he did run for a touchdown. They gave him sort of a gimme there at the end. But five carries for 10 yards. You know, did not look great. He caught three balls for twenty yards in a in a game in which the Chiefs put up forty points. Right, Lashawn McCoy did not do much. Now they rested <clears throat> their starters for much of the fourth quarter. I mean, like obviously, once Darrell Williams left the game and the game was out of hand, obviously for Kansas City, they knew they had won or they were going to win against Oakland. They rightfully so said, "Let's just run Darwin Thompson out there, get him some experience." And like, you know, Lashawn McCoy, we got kind of load management, right? Because we don't know how what the status is of Damian or Daryl Williams. And it wouldn't surprise me to see if, if they think both guys are going to be out for a while, it would, wouldn't surprise me to see them sign somebody this week, sign a veteran this week, right? We'll see. Um, but in terms of actionable items, here's what I would do. I would pick up Darwin Thompson on the waiver wire. Okay. I would want to have him. I assume he makes your free agent finds yep. column as well. He should. And then I think we sort of stay tuned. I still believe Daryl Williams that if it were Daryl Williams and LaShawn McCoy, if Daryl Williams comes back, and boy, that injury did not look good yesterday. But if Damon Williams were out next week and Daryl Williams were back, I would stand by what I said on Fantasy Football Now with you, which is that I would prefer Daryl Williams to LaShawn McCoy. And I would argue that prior to the injury, Daryl Williams was the better running back, that they were using him more. He had scored the touchdown. I personally think, and I want your ruling here, Secret Squirrel, we did not make, it was national TV, we did not make any sort of injury caveat. So I would, I, we didn't. I can't ever see where you're going with this. Okay. No, no, no. Listen, you, by, by the virtue of what we said on national TV, you won the board bet. Right. I, that, I'm not disputing that. Right. But I would say that if I were a sporting guy, if I was the kind of guy that wanted to live a better life, that wanted to, you know, set a good example for my future children, the kind of guy that, that, uh, believes H-E double hockey sticks is a swear word. If I was that sort of guy, it is, yeah. I would say, you know what? The spirit of the bet was Daryl Williams, 
over LaShawn McCoy, who was the better start and who would be the, who was the guy that was going to get more run. It was clear that while both guys were healthy, it was Daryl Williams. It was. He got the first who touchdown. Played who played more? Daryl Williams played more until he got hurt. Again, who played more in the first half before Daryl Williams got hurt? Daryl Williams. No, we did not. We literally just said this. LaShawn McCoy played more than Daryl Williams before Daryl Williams got hurt. One more snap. He had one okay. more snap. Okay. Who played more? Sporting, real sporting. In terms of, in terms, I love your but, in ter- but but in terms of that snaps, in terms of touches, in terms of touches, it was Daryl Williams. In terms of fantasy, in terms of what we care about, it was Daryl Williams. Got, okay. Anyway, got if it. I were me, if it were me, mm, and okay. that's not me, right? But if I were a sporting guy, I would say, you know what? I would not count as it's a cheap win. I wouldn't count it as a win. I would just, I would. Because Daryl Williams left the game with an injury, it's not really a fair board bet. I would just mark it up the board. I'm not giving you a win, Barry. Sure. But I'm not going to take a loss. I'm not going to. I'm not going to take a win myself. Just, it's. It's. I'm going to take it off the board. I'm going to. I'm going to. You know, leave it as a kind of an asterisk sort of I'll, thing. I'll, I'll say this. Yeah. You're definitely I, not. I'm I'm happy, all, absolutely not. Happy to have this conversation. I just want you to think about all future board bets that you will ever right. make with anyone ever. And do you want this to apply to you every single time? Where it's like the spirit of the board spirit bet. Spirit of the board bet. You know, especially against Stefan. Because we know how sneaky she is about stuff. With Stefania is a whole different animal. You know, Stefania, like with the points and the whole thing. Don't bet with Stefania. I don't She's bet with Stefania anymore. Yeah. We know ball. that. Yeah. Bell the ball. Um, but, but yeah, like no, I'm, I'm not... always about the spirit of the board bet. Okay, got it. But Anyways, it's fine. I don't I'm, care. Just, I'm merely I'll tell saying you what. this one. I'm just saying if if I were the kind of guy that is trying to set a better example for my future children, that's the kind of thing I would do. I'll tell you what. This is what I have to say. Yeah. What do you got? I will allow you to take that board bet off the board if mm. for every swear this week that you say it costs you five dollars rather than one dollar. Done. I still dispute the H-E double hockey sticks as a swear. That's still under debate. But if I say an actual swear word, I'll play the five bucks. No, we're undecided. Be, no, we're undecided now. My decision on whether the board bet stays or goes and it's He's staying. the arbiter. He's the judge. It's he's, he's judge and jury. Let's keep, let's keep moving. Let's forward. Keep moving. I'll we got a lot of time. Peyton Barber. Very, I, I want another board bet here. Okay, great. Is, that hey, good. Can I have another board bet, Thirsty Kyle? No. One more. Just, no, just throw up another poll. We I want to another put, poll. We're talking about football, dude. We will in one second. I just want another, uh, Field Yates moral compass. Right on right on point or a little shaky? Just there there you go. It's a little it's a little shaky yeah, here. I'm just shaky. saying. Nice. It's a little shaky. That's good. Nice board <laughs> bet win for me. Peyton Barber yesterday had a pair of touchdowns, eighteen point four fantasy points. Ronald Jones, not benched per se, but in and out no. of the lineup, there was a blown pass protection assignment that Bruce Arians was hot about after the game. Is this anything more than a flash in the pan from Peyton Barber? Are we now at the point where, hey, you can't play either Bucks running back because it's too unclear week to week who's going to be the guy. That's the case. Yeah, it's too bad. Happened fast, huh? Yeah, I mean, it looked like Ronald Jones. Look, we've had this before where Peyton Barber's had like a big game and he scored a touchdown or two. I think about that. It was early in the season, that Thursday night game against Carolina off the top of my head where, you know, Peyton Barber had the really nice run for a touchdown. That sounds it was like right It was me. like week two, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Back when it was rainy. I think that was Cam's last game. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And so we're like, hey, maybe this is, maybe it is Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones has a, and then Ronald Jones started to click in and then, you know, and there was a, I'm going to butcher his last name. Dare, oh. no, Dare, uh, there was a Dare Ogunbowale. Ogunbowale. Yeah. Him, apologies. Yeah. English is my second language. I, so there was one game where he had a big game where they were trailing. It's a three-headed monster here, and I don't have enough confidence to say like, yes, this is the. It's it's a three-headed running back by committee on a pass-first team. Yeah, I agree. I mean, away. it's a weird game yesterday. It's the playoffs. That, we're narrowing our focus here. We are staying away from Bucks running backs in the playoffs. If you play them, one of them. You are getting lucky if it works out in your favor. Yeah, it feels like they're riding the hot hand a little bit. What a weird game, by the way, that Jameis, in a game in which the Bucks score at will, Jameis Winston gets zero touchdowns. Yeah. Drove me crazy because I have a lot of Jameis this year. No doubt about that. Peculiar day for Jameis in the fantasy football regular season finale. All right, as bad as Sam Darnold was yesterday, and the Jets were just awful against the uh, Bengals. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Before we do, take a quick break and hear from, I believe, our friends at the Fantasy Show. Moving along here to Sam Darnold, who yesterday had a bad, bad game for the Jets against the Cincinnati Bengals. Heck, the whole team was bad. The Bengals get their first win of the season. Congratulations to Zach Taylor in his first win as a head coach. But... 
as bad as it was yesterday, Matthew. Three games prior to that, it was really good. And now they play the Dolphins. For those that are wondering about a possible streaming option in Week 14, would you actually trust Sam Darnold in the first week of your fantasy playoffs? I would. Look, I get it. I get it. It's it's definitely a little nerve-wracking here. But yeah. if you've been starting Sam Darnold, if you've been starting him this last couple of weeks, like, you're already in desperate situation. Right. You, you clearly don't have a guy that you trust week in, week out. And so you look at what Carson Wentz, who was struggling much more than Sam Darnold was, just put up against Miami and like what every quarterback has done against Miami. And so, yeah, I mean, trust is a strong word, but if I was quarterback, like I haven't done my rankings yet for this week, but my guess is that Sam Darnold comes inside my top 14 when my rankings are done. So I think he's going to be a, he's going to be an upper tier tier QB two, low end QB one, depending on the size of your league and what you need. And so, Yes, I, I am I am more pro Darnold than not, despite a bad game, which was sort of the Bengals Super Bowl. Like they you know, they started Andy Dalton again. They yeah. like, felt like this was the, the game they had a chance to make sure they didn't go 0 and sixteen. Yeah, they also they had a game in hand, so if they did win a game, it wasn't going to totally violate their chances of earning I guess earning, of securing the that number one, number pick, one yeah. pick in the upcoming NFL draft and likely to get quarterback. I'm with you there. I think Darnold will be like a top 14 to 15 play. Again, depending on league size, he could be a starter. Um, This one should be easy. This should not be a difficult conversation. Jack Doyle took over as the clear-cut, unquestioned number one starter amongst tight ends for the Colts yesterday. And you said this last week. Said it on Fantasy Football Now yesterday. Let's just restate it. Jack Doyle, the question is not, has Jack Doyle emerged as a tight end one? It's a statement. Jack Doyle has emerged as a tight end one. He's yeah. just been too productive. There's no Eric Ebron. The Colts are without, right now, T.Y. Hilton. Paris Campbell didn't play on Sunday. Devin Funches won't return this season. There are a lot of pass catchers who are not available. Jack Doyle is one of them, and he made good in the opportunity yesterday. And he has a connection with Jacoby Brissett. We talked about Jack Doyle getting a boost when Andrew Luck announced his retirement. We talked about that 2017 season where Jacoby Brissett started a lot of games, and Jack Doyle was a top-seven fantasy tight end that year. Yep. And so, you know, having Eric Ebron and having more pass catchers available on a run-first team sort of mitigated Doyle a little bit. But, look, he's got 11 career games where he's gotten eight or more targets. And in those games, he's averaging over 16 fantasy points per game. He has a touchdown or seven or more catches in 10 of those 11 games. And so, I mean— 16.4 fantasy points would be tight in two on a points-per-game basis. And so do you think this is a guy that can get eight targets a game? I do. When you say no Eric Ebron, as we talked about, the other pass catchers are a little inconsistent or banged up. Uh, Mo Cox doesn't seem like they've wanted to develop him more than what they use him, which sort of as a situational blocker. Right. And so Doyle, who is a good pass catcher, good route runner, knows the offense, clearly has a connection with Jogo Brissett, is a no-brainer tight end one the rest of the season, especially when you look at their upcoming schedule at Tampa Bay, at New Orleans, home to Carolina, at Jacksonville. Not one team that scares you from a defending the tight end position, right? Uh, New Orleans, that's probably the best defense they'll face the rest of the way, and that's a game, again, they struggle defending the slot, and you expect there's going to be enough points scored by the Saints that Jacoby Brissett and company are going to have to throw. You could make a case that he would be the number one waiver ad this week because there are probably a lot of teams headed towards the playoffs that did not make it there on the strength of their tight ends, but rather maybe they made a wise pickup of Lamar Jackson in the draft, or maybe they had strong running back play from Christian McCaffrey. Jack Doyle should be added. He's still available in like 55% of leagues. Hiring is challenging, Matthew, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. And growing businesses connect to find qualified candidates. Uh, candidates. Quotable co-founder Gretchen Hebner experienced how challenging hiring can be after unsuccessfully searching for a new game artist to grow with her education tech company. But then she switched to ZipRecruiter and saw an immediate difference. And you can, you can too by signing up for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you, it finds them for you. And by using ZipRecruiter's screening questions to filter candidates, Gretchen found it easier to focus on the best ones than find the right one. In fact, after posting her job on ZipRecruiter, Gretchen said she was honestly surprised she found a qualified applicant so quickly, actually it was applicants, and hired a new game artist in less than two weeks. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate Within the first day, ZipRecruiter, 
smartest way to hire. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. It's New York Times bestselling author Matthew Berry with another self-serving, self-indulgent, all-about-me promo. It is Cyber Monday at the allnewfantasylife.com. You're probably searching for something for yourself. Maybe you need a little good fantasy karma for the playoffs. Get yourself some gear, gear up, or for somebody in your life. Or, hey, you, your, your, uh, your significant other or somebody that might buy you a gift is looking for ideas. You just say, hey, uh, fantasylife.com and do it today because the promo code C Monday 30. So the letter C Monday 30 gets you 30% off on Cyber Monday at FantasyLife.com. Hoodies, tumblers, uh, apparel, sweatshirts, hats, coffee mugs, trophies, loser trophies, winner trophies. Like We've got a ton of stuff at FantasyLife.com, a bunch of new designs. If you're a fan of the 06010, there's Secret Squirrel stuff. There's Yater's Gonna Yate stuff. There's, yeah. Cur- there's Curses to Fania Bell stuff. Uh, tremendous amounts of product, and uh, that you can show your support for the 06010 if you want. Um, so anyway... Just check it out today. If there's ever the day that you were going to go shop at fantasylife.com, today should be the day. 30% off on our Cyber Monday sale. Again, use the promo code CMONDAY30. Matthew, you knew it was fun. Besides your stuff that you, besides Fantasy Life app. Yes, sir. Uh, fantasylife.com. Uh, the Dolphins are fun. Yes, Dolphins they are. are fun to watch on offense. And if they become totally fantasy relevant again, one player is an unquestioned star. Devontae Parker, we talked about this in the war room yesterday, and I tweeted that he is the fantasy waiver wire ad of the year. 100%. Incredible yesterday. Seven for 159 and two touchdowns. And there was a time earlier this season, Matthew, where I was convinced that a lot of Devontae Parker's success, which didn't matter, a lot of it was just, hey, you know something? It is garbage time. It's a lot of volume because they're down by so many points. He's just piling up targets because they're so bad. Devontae Parker is a good player now. Devontae Parker has turned the corner in a way that none of us would have expected in his year five season. He has looked fantastic this year. He's, you know what he has? He's looked like the guy that came out of Louisville. Yeah. That was like a high draft pick. That everyone was like, that guy's going to be a star. How about this? He's looked like that guy. How about this? And I don't know whether it's, I don't know whether it's mental, whether he's sort of put it all together. There's been some off the field stuff over the course of his NFL career, whether it's a new coaching staff. Credit to Brian Flores and Chad O'Shea and the staff they have down yeah. in their Florida, unlocking sort of what they have in Devontae Parker. But I 100% agree with you here. Six touchdown receptions so far this year. That is a career high. Yep. He's had three straight games with 90 or more receiving yards. This will be his fourth top 15 finish, uh, fourth, fourth week, yeah. finishing as a top 15 fantasy wide receiver. Thirsty Kyle, what is he on the season? Going into Monday Night Football, he is now wide receiver what? I'm on it. I bet you he is a, I bet you he's a top 20 wide receiver. Here's what I would I'll tell say. Tell you what else he is. Huh? Tell you what else he is. What is else? In a league in which I have, on players on my roster, Odell Beckham Jr., Larry Fitzgerald, Sterling Shepard, Josh Gordon. You know the best wide receiver on my roster is? This is for the war room, by the way. I know. Devontae Parker. The Irish Twins, which is the name of your, uh, your war room league team. Yeah. It looks good. By the way, Listen, it's a it's yeah. uh you guys have been riding that Dolphins match because Mike Kosicki's also your tight end. He was on the bench this week. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, who'd you start in front of? Uh, Kyle Rudolph. We'll see what happens. Oh yeah, we'll yeah. see what happens tonight. Kyle's uh, been good for good. you too. Yeah, Kyle Rudolph's been good. Uh, but as things currently stand, by the way, it's looking like we are tumbling towards. We are going to either play. We are we are the highest scoring team in the league for the regular season. Correct. Yeah, you guys have been great. We will either have a really play, good team. We'll, but we'll either play the second highest scoring team for the season or the third highest scoring team for the season. It's been uh, it's been weird the way the the playoffs are going to work out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, so we're it's, gonna, it's uh, that, that's fun. Huh? It's sixteen team league and the two highest scoring teams play in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, it's, how about that? It is. Uh, it's it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I'm either going to be playing in the playoffs. I think I'm either playing uh, Jeff Wheatley, yeah. our uh, our producer on Fantasy Football Now, or Adam Schefter. Uh, I believe is how it works. Uh, Depends on what no, happens tonight. Uh, but anyway, we just got an email. Whatever. Something yeah, like yeah. that. Oh, I Anyways. haven't checked the email. I don't have my phone, so I didn't get the email. Yeah, you didn't get the, email. The, yeah. the most recent. The la- as of last night, that's what it was looking like. So anyway, we'll see. It'll be a lot of fun. It's always a lot of fun um, uh, in terms of uh, the War Room playoffs. But here's what I would say about Devontae Parker. He is officially a set it and forget it forget matchup wide receiver. Yeah, he is a awesome. he's a top 20 guy the rest of the way. He is a he's literally not somebody that you think about should I start him, do I not? Like he is a set it and forget it 
wide receiver. He is top 20 in terms of total points on the season. And since week four, since week six, he's been the fourth best wide receiver in fantasy in terms of total points. And how about this? Just he has at- led the Irish Twins to a, a total awesome. points uh, victory in the War Room League. 20, 20th in terms of total points yep. amongst wide receivers this season. Look at his matches for the next three weeks. Again, a lot of leagues do play through week 17, but for those that don't, which is also very common, for the next three weeks, for the fantasy playoffs, Devontae Parker draws the Jets, the Giants, and the Bengals. Two of those games at MetLife Stadium, so back-to-back games in New York, and then home is Cincinnati. Not a single matchup there scares you at all. Devontae Parker, clearly a wide receiver. Everybody who has him should be starting. Mike Gusecki, though, Matthew. How about yeah. this? Because there are two other Dolphins I want to ask about. Mike Gusecki. Five catches for 79 yards and a touchdown yesterday. We just talked about him, mentioned him, and how he's on a roster. He scored in back-to-back games. Should he be starting in lineups? Is he a top 12 tight end now? Top Ish. 10, top 12? You know what? I, I think you're more, uh, you're, um, yeah, I mean, I think he's he's in that, he's in that 8 to 12-ish range of like, you need a touchdown, you hope he pays off. But, you know, is he viable in that, in that Kyle Rudolph, in that, you know, uh, you know, sort of range of guys that Janu Smiths of the world that you're just right. sort of, if they get a touchdown, they pay off. If not, but you mentioned the schedule, Jets, Giants, Bengals. Like if ever there was a tight end that you feel like is going to uh, have a shot at scoring a touchdown in those matchups, Mike Kosecki would be there five straight games with at least three catches, which you like as well. So it's been a little bit inconsistent, but as long as Ryan Fitzpatrick is their quarterback and it looks like he's going to be the guy for the rest of the way. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. Like it's going to be viable. How about Fitz, Fitz Magic has some, you know, there's ups and downs, but as we've said many, many times, like there are multiple, multiple fantasy relevant pass catchers that have been supported by Ryan Fitzpatrick at all his many stops throughout the NFL. I'll just say this: if you need a hail mary in Week 14, first round of the playoffs, you're playing an outstanding team, and your quarterback is stuck in the mud. Fitz Magic against the Jets? Why not? He's got 20 plus points in four of his last seven games. Let's I'll try- ask the question for you for the Irish Twins. Rest of the way, Mike Kosecki or Kyle Rudolph? Don't know. It's going to be week to week for us. We'll yeah. see what happens tonight with with Rudolph, but we'll we'll find out uh, next Sunday against probably Scott Clark. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Last we'll one be, here, Matthew, uh, we'll to, be very to put a to put a bow on this show. Uh, Sony Michelle and the Patriots. The, the score was twenty eight twenty two. If you saw just the box score, you think, oh, this game was kind of close. it was not close. The Patriots got waxed last night by the Texans, and their offense incredibly disappointing right now. They need consistency. They need red zone. I don't know, firepower in the worst way. They're, they're just bad offense right now. Just a fact. And Sonny Michelle is, is not part of the solution right now, Matthew. Not saying he's a problem, but 10 carries for 45 yards. He has basically zero uh, passing game value. Is Sonny Michelle any more or less playable than Bo Scarborough? Like, at least Bo Scarborough is getting 20 carries a game. Yeah, it's a little bit inconsistent. I mean, look, I didn't think this was going to be a great game for Sonny Michelle. If you read my love hate column, I mentioned in the love hate column in the loves that I thought this was going to be a James White game. I didn't expect, you know, whatever he had, 175 yards and two touchdowns or whatever the insanity sure. uh, numbers that James White had last uh, last night. I don't have it off the top of my head. Having said that, points, I think, well, something. I mean, it was yeah. just an insane game for Incredible. James White. Yeah. So, but anyway, he was James White was on the love list, and so uh, that one worked out for me. So I thought this was going to be a James White game, but I will say that if you look at their upcoming schedule, Kansas City this week, they play Kansas City at home. Yep. You can run on the Chiefs at Cincinnati, home to Buffalo at uh, home to Buffalo, home to Miami. So in three of the next four weeks, I don't love Buffalo, but if you play through Week 17, do I think Sony Michelle is a viable flex or low-end RB2 against the Chiefs, the Bengals, and the Dolphins? I do. He heated up at the same time last year. The Patriots really need him and the entire offense to heat up in their final four games of the season. The Patriots now 10-2, and which means the Ravens, as things currently stand, have the number one seed in the AFC. Go f- yeah, no, I was going to say, traditionally, as we've talked about, when we've talked about sort of Tom Brady's fantasy prospects, the Patriots tend to like to run as it gets into December, and they get colder. And then you think about this offense that still, maybe they do try to trick, because maybe they do start passing more because they've got to figure it out for the playoffs. But, yeah, it just doesn't seem like whether it's, you know, because of injuries or or what have you, that, that him and Sanu and Dorsett and, you know, anyone other than Edelman are really on the same page. You've seen some Jacoby Myers on there. They're trying to get Nikhil Harry going. But... 
feels like maybe they try to go a little bit more run heavy here as because that's the one part of their offense that seems to be working a little bit. Not that necessarily the run game with Sony Michelle, but just in general. Sure. Yeah. It's in been terms a, of way to move, move the ball. Been tough sledding recently for the Patriots offense. They play the Chiefs next Sunday afternoon. Plenty of people will be watching that game. We're back on Tuesday. A reminder, a modified schedule for the rest of the season. Monday, Tuesdays, Fridays. Tuesday will be our traditional you and me hanging out for an hour talking about swear words and also waiver wire pickups plus a Monday night football recap and plenty of news I am sure. In the meantime, you can go follow Matthew on social media, Matthew Barry TMR, on all forms of social media except for the Fantasy Life app. He's just at Matthew Barry. Here's the thing. He won't know you followed him because he doesn't have his phone right now. He'll find out right. tonight, though. So quite a surprise. <clears throat> my wife to is get probably going to. through my phone right now. There you go. Going through it. So my wife will know that you, uh, that you follow me. He's at Field Yates on Instagram and Twitter. Check out the fantasy show on ESPN plus. Field and I are back tomorrow. Peace out. Turning numbers into dreams. That's what he'll do. Along with random Damien. He's in Field's group. The deepest voice you'll ever hear. From a man without a fear. He's thirsty. Geico presents Left Brain versus Right Brain. I've decided it's a sensible decision to switch to Geico. Okay, I feel you. We could save ourselves hundreds of dollars a year on car insurance. Oh, and then airbrush a Pegasus on the side of our hatchback. No, we will not airbrush a Pegasus on the side of our hatchback. We will reinvest that savings in a high-yield investment like a mutual fund. Oh, a Pegasus riding a jet ski playing a bass guitar. I cannot believe we share the same medulla. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.